How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Welcome to the Atheist Experience. Uh, we are live Sunday, September 20th, 2015. I'm your host, Don Baker, and my co-host isn't here yet. So hopefully he'll show up in a minute. Uh, otherwise, we have a plan B. Uh, we are coming to you from the Atheist Community of Austin. This is Michael Thought speaking. Can Library I help you? In Austin, Texas. Uh, the Atheist Experience is a weekly live internet call-in show for the larger community to interact with atheists. Hello? We are streaming on YouTube and YouTube. Uh, we have video archives and a podcast of pa- uh, past shows on our websites. Our website is atheist-experience.com. And if you have feedback for us, you can call, uh, you can, you can uh, check us out at freethoughtblogs.com slash AXP or TV at atheistcommunity.org. The Atheist Experience is sponsored by the Atheist Community of Austin, which is dedicated for the promotion of positive atheism and the separation of church and state. Their website is atheist-community.org. Check out our related podcast, The Nonprofits, which runs twice monthly on the first and third Wednesdays of the month, and the next show will be October 7th. We also have a, a podcast on hiatus called Godless Bitches, which is also available on our, in, in archives. If you're in the Austin area, you're welcome to join us uh, after the show at Threadgills in the north location, uh, 6416 North Lamar around 6 p.m. And uh, we'll, the, the group here will go over and you can come join us. I have one special announcement. We have uh, next weekend the Bat Cruise, which is a big event for, for the ACA in general. Um, we have a whole weekend of events. The cruise itself will be September Saturday, September 26th at 6 p.m. It's a nice boat ride on Ladybird Lake, ending with watching the bats emerge, and you're going to have the best view of the bats coming out from, from that boat. Uh, tickets are $30 on the atheistcommunity.org, atheist-community.org website. And uh, in addition to that, we have a, a lecture, a pre, pre-cruise lecture at 2 p.m. that day, by former Muslim and skeptic blogger Haina Dadaboy, and we're looking forward to having her visit, and she will be a guest on the, the Bat Cruise as well, so you can chat her up, and she will also be a guest on the Atheist Experience that Sunday. The lecture is at 2 p.m. on Saturday at the Trinity United Methodist Church, and uh, we'll, there will be a number of other informal events um, that weekend, so, if you, so it's a good time to come in. Uh, we welcome out-of-towners. You can come in and have, have dinner with your make friends and that sort of thing. So I mentioned earlier this is a live call-in show. Um, we uh, take calls via Skype, and the protocol is this. Uh, f- uh, connect to the atheist experience, all, all one word run together, lowercase, the atheist experience. Text us with your name and your question, and we'll call you back when, when, you're, when you're next to be on the air. Okay. So uh, I understand we, we have a call already uh, lined up. We have, um, is it Michael in San Diego? 
Yes, it is. Can you hear me, Mr. Baker? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're glad you're there. So, what have you got for us today? Well, I was I was curious. Um, a couple months ago, back in April, May, even a bit into June, a couple of articles were circulating around the internet, um, basically indicating that uh, one of the reasons Christians dislike atheism is due to the basically the stark reminder of the finality of death. And I'm, I'm wondering what you think uh, atheism can do to address this issue a little bit better. And I'd like to listen to your thoughts and then possibly even uh, uh, have a follow-up. Okay. Well, you know, there, there often is this topic of how do, we, how do we market atheism and how do we make it more appealing? And, uh, um, and, and this is certainly an issue where, where maybe we can't, we can't compete with the, the message that, uh, hey, you're going you're gonna to go to some happy place after you die and, and everything is good. Um, I guess from our perspective, we view that as kind of wishful thinking and that there isn't really any evidence for that sort of, you know, th- that belief is true. But yet, yes, uh, people people will may want to cling to a comforting belief, especially uh, this idea that they may reunite with their loved ones after they die, and these sorts of things. And um, personally, you know, I, I sort of value the truth. I value uh, things that uh, that we can. We can get at with evidence and things that we uh, we're not uh, we're, we're pretty confident we're not deluding ourselves into thinking mm-hmm. of you know things that that uh, that might feel good but aren't aren't necessarily true and and in in a way it's kind of a mindset that I, I think we want to encourage in people um, I, I I would rather I would rather have atheists. In the movement and 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 who are outspoken and such who who are are atheists for the right reasons, uh, and I'm I'm a little concerned about marketing for marketing's sake. Although it is true that there are often ways of sort of marketing the truth in in a way that uh, um, you can make it appealing and you can you can give a sort of emotional appeals to things too. So. So, uh, you know, I guess I guess uh, my feeling is that we, you might want to uh, walk the fine line there. Uh, how, how does that sound? Not too bad. But I mean, um, the kind of thing I run into is, although granted a placebo is just sugar, mm-hmm. there is a there is sometimes a noticeable placebo effect that can not always, but can uh, have a benefit, and. People like um, uh, Mr. Sam Harris have touched on this, that without addressing this uh, fear of death, we will always have this uh, lean towards the supernatural because, I mean, in my opinion, from a very young age, we're taught to, like Pavlov's dogs, to have an answer to every question. So, you know, where do you go when you pass? We've got to have an answer. It may not be the right answer, and in my opinion, for most believers, it is not the right opinion, but we have to have an answer, and that answer leads us to the benefits, potentially, of that placebo effect. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it's... People are uncomfortable not having an answer, and and religion is happy to, to jump in and give... 
you know, God did it or, or whatever, whatever the answer might be. Um, well, correct. I mean, uh, the, the three dirtiest words in, I think, our movement, but I think they're very good words, are we don't know. <laughs> I um, wouldn't call and, them and, dirty. And I, you should be proud when you, when you don't know and, and admit it and, and take that as an opportunity to learn mm-hmm. and grow. No, I think it's a fantastic thing. But <laughs> no, seriously, it, it, if you don't know the answer, think that's where you need to live up to the truth of your position and say, listen, I don't know. I don't know the answer. But believers take that as the the dirtiest word. You know, how can't you know you're going to paradise? How can't you know you're loved by a God? How can't you? You know, because like I said, from very young age, you know, because the schooling system taught to have an answer, have an answer, have an answer. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying where do we come from? I don't know. Where do we go when we die? Uh, I don't know. Right. But until I'm giving, until I, uh, I will only speak for myself, until I'm given sufficient evidence that I can feel comfortable with um, and that is viewable by all individuals, uh, sufficient evidence to move me to position of there is a God, there's there's actually no reason to believe in that opinion. Yeah, yeah. There's a related issue, and, and that is that uh, some theists um, are, are uncomfortable with the fact that science is moving. Right, we're we're learning more as 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 time goes mm-hmm. on, and and what we what we thought we knew at one point in time may be different at a later point in time. For example. We've recently discovered uh, some some new fossils of some hominids. Oh yes, that was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, and it's a big deal, and it and it sort of helps to shape a better understanding of our our human origins. But mm-hmm. from a theistic standpoint, it's like, oh well, science was wrong, or science is wrong because it's changing its mind. And, no, 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 no. And I want and to hold on problem. to religion because science... it's giving me a constant answer, right? Correct. Science <laughs> science is modifying its position in based on the evidence given to them. Um, and I think that's a good thing. To, to say something was written in stone um, um, based off potentially a book that we don't even know who is written by, um, I, I just think it backs you into a corner. Yeah. There's, there's no room to modify your position because you, you know, how are you supposed to challenge the supposed mind of God. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's kind of a, it is a fantastic story. It's interesting. But once again, it's not based on, um, um, I don't think, any good proof. And what if you do find evidence that um, would shake the foundations of what you had hoped was written in stone. Yeah. Um, but then that's when you see apologists start to do the dance. Well, you know, it means this. It doesn't mean that. You know, right. well, I mean, right. what is your barometer to test your position? You don't have one because you don't have evidence to the core of your belief. Mm-hmm. And it, um, it kind of gives them wiggle room to pull anything they want out of the hat, which is just unfortunate, but it's something we, we have to deal with. Yeah, that's one of my frustrations with uh, the Bible and such is is that um, it's it's uh, 
setting aside the question of, tr- of, tr- of truth or not. There, mm-hmm. it's, it's subject to it's subject to a lot of interpretation because it's wisps, mm-hmm. wisps of stories that where you're you're required to bring a lot to it yourself mm-hmm. and read into it what it means and these sorts of things. And and you know if you look at the fact that there are you know tens of thousands of branches of Christianity. Mm-hmm. They're all disagreeing on how different interpretations, and, and many of them, you know, core theological interpretations. Um, you 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 come away with, oh well, is this is a Rorschach test of some sort, um, and people are just reading into it what they want to. Correct. You know, my 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 favorite one is that um, when the uh, uh, the fundamentalist apologists are saying, well, God cannot do evil. Uh, how do you know? <laughs> Right. I mean, why, you know, if he can do anything and everything, I mean, if we use kind of like the basic um, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipotent uh, definition of a god, well, how, how do you know he can't do evil? Um, just saying, well, God's good doesn't mean anything, especially when our real, our, our, our really our only connection to the God opinion is the Bible. And the Bible doesn't have a single consistent message. I don't care how you read it. I don't care if you read it in context, out of context. I don't care if you read it, you know, chapter here, chapter there, or beginning and end, completely through. You know, if I want to love my fellow man, yeah, not a problem. I can find a pa- uh, passage that will say, yes, love your fellow man and all fellow men. Yeah. But if I want to go out and, um, uh, well, let, let me be blunt. If I If I actually wanted to go out, and I do not, if I wanted to go out and, and slaughter a homosexual, I can quote you chapter and verse. Sure, sure. And uh, so to sit there and say that God is the ultimate moral figure and had as a consistent moral standard, um, well, I'll tell you what, even if he did, God is the worst communicator on the planet. <laughs> I, I mean, let's face it, uh, if, I can, if I can, in his supposedly uh, error-free, divinely inspired word of God – Write such a mess. I, I just don't see how people can say there's a consistent message to it, sure. without without knowing that they are well full of well, full of themselves. Yeah, and um, Thomas Paine made this point in the Age of Reason about two hundred mm-hmm. two hundred and some odd years ago, um, and he made it very eloquently. And I, I highly recommend folks uh, check that out and 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 you know get get into the mind of an atheist. Or actually, he was a deist, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but he certainly argued that uh, that a god would never use a written communication as a way of conveying a message, um, and he he did so very eloquently. And I and I really uh, admire um, that that thought process and his his guts for for going going after that question. Yes, and I believe your co-host, uh, Mr. Delahunty, has even mentioned that too. I mean, what is the worst way you can give your divine message is through languages that have died thousands of years ago and uh, just a complete lack of uh, decent historical record-keeping on what someone would say is the most important person to ever walk the planet, I, I just think is is hilarious. Yep. yep. Um, I saw a debate between um, Dr. Richard Carrier and... Forgive me, I, I forget the Christian apologist name, but I asked him. I said, "You know, how do you account for the lack of record keeping for what a Christian would say is the most important being to ever walk the earth?" And his excuse was, "Well, you know, 
back then paper was hard to get. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I, 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 I am paraphrasing. Well, paper myself. was hard to get. <laughs> but but that's a lame I mean, excuse, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, think about if you if you think about their position, they basically say, "Well, this was a." My apologies. I was actually corrected, and the person thought it was cute, but I'll, I'll go with the correction. This is the one and only time the one and only God walked the earth. Um, could walk on water, water into wine, uh, all these miracles. Um, supposedly brought the dead back to life. Supposedly himself came back to life. But you want to know something? Obtaining a piece of papyrus was too hard to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, that just floored me. I, I said, that's that's it? You know, he could do all this amazing stuff that you, you say through your studies, you know, is absolutely true. He was surrounded by 12 men. You, you think you, one of the ones he would have picked was would have been a scholar that had access to paper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the incompetence of their God is beyond me. Right, right. I mean, it's just, uh, it's error after error after poor judgment after poor judgment. And I just don't understand, um, with such a lack of evidence, why they need it. And that kind of goes back to what I originally called. Uh, once again, I think it is just this uh, stark reminder that, sadly, and this is your one and only time on the roller coaster. Yep. And it's going to be a fun ride, and I hope it is for most people. I, I think I think part of it is, too, is they are looking for a lot of people, I think, are looking for a reward for a mediocre life. I mean, I, I, yeah. it's, it's, it's a shame we are in such a big system where most people get up in the morning, go to work, come home have dinner, watch a little TV, and go to bed, and repeat it day after day after day. And their lives aren't really amazing or, or something that they uh, really well, get a lot out of. And I think they're going, well, you, it, you know what, if I can just get through this, if I can just get through these 80 years of just monotony, oh, there'll be cookies and candy waiting for me. <laughs> Right. Well, and we're living in a, in a pretty decent time. Uh, a, a lot of folks uh, have a lot of comforts that they didn't have 50 Correct. or 100 or 1,000 years ago. Um, but even, even with these comforts, I think there's this sometimes of a mindset of, uh, and once again, I, I think this is the believer's mindset, you know, this is nice and all, all but there's something better coming. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, it's a, unfortunately they get stuck in that mentality. But you know, sir, I have uh, taken up a tremendous amount of your time. I, I'd like to thank you for taking. Sure. Uh, well, I appreciate my, your call. Your um, what, what I have to ask you're, you're uh, alone there. You got I'm alone. Well, I, I've got uh, I've got a pal that is just coming in right now to help me out. Hello, pal. <laughs> John Icoletti. So uh, you know, it's kind of funny you say that. And I, I, there's delay, of course, on the video to our conversation. I'm thinking, oh, a magical friend. <laughs> a magical friend. <laughs> so thank you very much, Michael. Hey, thanks a lot. I By appreciate way, your real, call. Real quick, real quick. Uh, I like the new studio. I like the new format. Um, and the quality has been, I think, greatly improved. I know your team had some bumps in the beginning, but uh, I think they should stick with it. I like it. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, we appreciate the feedback on the technical issues. Um, we have had, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge to get a show like this kind of all the kinks worked out because it's, it's a bit, a lot of moving parts and such. Um, so uh, please cue up uh, Cody, uh, if you would, uh, in the control room. Hey, John. 
Hey, you're my buddy. Thanks for thanks for coming and, and helping out today. Yeah, we we're not sure what happened to Martin. Hopefully, he's okay and uh, yeah, you all get me instead. Right. We can we can chew him out later for not yeah. showing up. Right. So, uh, and you did the show last week. I did with Tracy, and that was fun. Okay. Okay. As Tracy's always uh, always a lot of fun. Yeah. Isn't she? She is. It was a good show. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Glad to help out. Just shout out to Martin. Hope you're uh, you're doing all right, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while you're waiting, while we're waiting for Cody, did you uh, know of anything uh, that uh, in the news that uh, maybe struck your fancy in the last uh, little bit here? Oh gosh, we kind of covered Tim uh, Kim Davis last week and I'm trying yeah. to think of what's she, happened she's had more then. than her, her 15 minutes of fame hasn't she <laughs> yeah I think so <laughs> uh, boy I'll have to we've think had a we've had uh, uh, people going after Planned Parenthood which yeah. is very frustrating yeah they're gonna shut down the government again over Planned Parenthood <laughs> I put something up on Facebook I've been seeing these bumper stickers around that have the stop sign and it says stop Planned Parenthood and I put that on my Facebook wall, and I said, yeah, because unplanned parenthood is so much better. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, those folks uh, uh, prevent more abortions through contraceptive use and education and, and these sorts of things than, than they do. So good grief. Uh, you know, what, what are we going to replace that with? Um, yeah, I think it's something like 3% of what they do is, is abortions and yeah. places where it's legal. The government doesn't, doesn't fund, fund that, that at all. Right. Right. Um, you know, I used to teach sex education uh, for several years, and Planned Parenthood was always really helpful to us. They would come to our classes, and they would you know, present a lot of good information about contraception and about um, sexually transmitted infections and give us charts and posters and handouts and mm-hmm. um, demonstration material, and, and it was all free. You know, we... We would give them a little donation, but they they did it, and they were glad to do it because that's the yeah that's, yeah that's the thing is get the information out there. So I, I think they're being vilified unnecessarily. Well, we have uh, Cody from Tyler on the line. Cody, what do you got? Hey, what's going on? Hey. Uh, just wanted to call in. Um, I know my topic was um, I'm talking with a friend, and he says that uh, I must believe in God because of all the evil in the world. And I've been uh, going back and forth on him, uh, with him on this, and I just wanted to kind of get y'all's input and thoughts behind it because I've given him some points, and um, he seems to be thinking about it, but um, not fully. Uh, he keeps bringing up other points that yeah. I, I see that are flawed, but he doesn't. Yeah. Well, that strikes me as, as like the first caller is more more wishful thinking. You know, if you know, it's a comforting idea that that maybe maybe the people who are perpetrating you know bad things uh, will be judged and and properly punished down the road. But uh, you know, the reality is we have to do that ourselves. Um, and I guess I should warn you not to. Um, not to get in the mindset that you can necessarily, you know, talk talk somebody out of their religious beliefs. Because uh, I, I think I think the thing you should strive for is is planting lots of seeds of doubt, and uh, hopefully they'll hopefully they'll germinate. But uh, it's often a long process for for people to change their minds. John, right. did, did you want to add? 
I think that's kind of a strange argument to begin with. I mean, usually you hear hear it the other way. It's the problem of evil. Well, you know, how can there be a god if there's evil in the world? So, I'm not quite sure. You know, there's evil in the world, therefore there must be a god. Doesn't quite parse <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to answer that question of that. You know, um, atheists or like somebody will come at them and say, "How can there be a god with evil in the world?" And so his response is. I have to believe in a God because there is evil in the world. And so, uh, you know, he goes through all these things that contortions. Um, <laughs> he's saying that because they're evil, there is evil. Um, there is a God. So he just, he wants to believe that there's some kind of um, justice, ultimate justice for people who commit evil. Therefore, right. He's okay. wanting to say that because the standard of good and evil um, you can't have evil without good, and therefore, if there's evil, there is good, and which proves that there is a God. <laughs> that's, that's wow. The, that's the giant leap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty convoluted. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the giant blackboard that's got the, the, the big equation on one side, and then, and then a miracle happens, and then, therefore, God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so you don't, I mean, so you don't think that logic is like any, like there's no logic to that at all? I just don't see how one follows from the other, I guess. You know, there's evil. Well, well because the standard of that, you can't have evil, like, because good and evil exist with each other. Like, um, you can't have the standard of evil without the standard of good. I mean, yeah, do you agree yeah. with that? See, the, the problem the problem that you're, you're in is you're sort of already sort of buying into uh, a right. lot of terms and... Right, I know those are loose terms. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's that's kind of where, where things are going off the rails. Um, you know, if, 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 you, if you think that good and evil are these sort of mystical qualities that are, that are you know, emergent from some god or whatever, then you're sort of playing into their hand... But if but if if you sort of say, well, you know, there's harm in the world and there are, you know, humans have propensity to cause others harm or they may not care or they may not have empathy, these sorts of things. If you take it out of the supernatural realm, then I think you can maybe have a more productive discussion. Um, you know, there there's disease out there and, and you know, there's the Ebola or there's all, all sorts of you know, horrible things, earthquakes, tidal waves, you know, all, all these things, but um, none of that needs, needs to have a god. Um, so, so in a way, the, you're, 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 you're ceding too much ground, perhaps. Um, you know, I, 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 the, the argument is kind of a special pleading for, the, for there being a god, but, but you really ought to back up and say, well, what evidence do we have for a god? Um, you know, the, you know, this is all sort of re post hoc rationalization is really what's going on there, right? But I mean, if I take that stance, I mean, he's obviously going to shut down. I'm trying to meet him on his ground, yeah. So that you know, I'm willing to. I think I can, you know, show him flaws even with this logic that he's confident that is right. You sure. kind of get where I'm g going, sure. Well, you know, what's your sort of uh, one of the things you might do is is go after the divine command 
argument or the divine command issue and, and maybe point out some of the sort of evil things that that God has you know, allegedly done or allegedly encouraged people to do and, and say, hey, you know, is this good or is this evil? You know, and uh, you can almost get to the Euthyphro's dilemma. Uh, is, if, if, it's, if it's something that he said that is, that is evil, uh, then, you know, then, then he must be evil or whatever. Or, or, or are you going to take the standpoint of it's, if he said it, it has to be good. And then, and then you're, you can tie your, your opponent up in knots with that, I'm sure. Right, and he he posted an article by John Piper. I don't know if y'all know no. uh, that author or. Uh, anyways, I don't. sorry. And and so uh, he's, I, I kind of did confront him with that, and what that goes on to say is that, um, essentially admitting that God did create evil, but well, it, it says as much in the Bible at one point. Right. Okay. Okay. And so, but it's, it's proof. I mean, it's God, um, it's tough to say that God did create evil, but they're, they're saying that God is still a righteous and glorious God, but he's the creator of evil, which kind of threw me for a loop. Right. Right. And and I think that uh, theists often, when they're sort of confronted with all this, is they sort of give up and say, "Well, I ca- I cannot understand God's mysterious ways and these sorts of things," and they sort of punt. Um, whereas the atheist would sort of want to want to run it to its logical conclusion, yeah. um, right? Like why why would God why would a righteous all good God create evil to begin with? You know, for, right. For what purpose? Right. Cool. So All right, well, I, I don't I know mean, if that helps. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, you kind of helped me walk walk through my logic. I just wanted to be sure that, you know, I was kind of going down the right path. Okay. I appreciate it. Sure. Take care, Cody. Thanks, Cody. You too. Thank you. Good, you know, good, good luck, uh, good luck uh, with your friends and such. Um, you know, if you can have a you know, pleasant conversation, make, make it fun and interesting and have a few jokes, it uh, goes, goes pretty far, I'd say. Yeah, it just depends. Some people are more willing to kind of have the discussion and follow the logical pro- progression, and some people aren't. Let's queue up uh, JJ from Palm Springs. Palm Springs, please. Now, I have heard the argument that, well, how can you even know something is good without there being a God to set the standard for what's good? And I think that's a flawed argument as well. Yeah. Uh, not just because of the Euthyphro dilemma, but um, it's... It's like you were saying. It's backwards. It's you. You want to demonstrate something is real first before you go about talking about what it does it's, it's or what properties, properties and such. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, that's pretty important. Um, and it's kind of a leap too. You're making the assumption that that there can be no standards without some supernatural being deciding what they are. And we we make standards by consensus all the time in human civilizations. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, we have uh, JJ from Palm Springs on the line. Hello, JJ. Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Hi John. Don and John. Hi, and John. <laughs> I've got an echo, and I don't know how to cure it. Sorry. You have a what? An echo, and I okay. Oh, okay. Fine. Um. Anyway, yeah, I called. This is great. Uh, 
I wanted to kind of... Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, that uh, the fact that government has been and is currently supporting religious bigotry. And by religious bigotry, I mean bigotry towards anyone who does not believe in God. And it's just evident in so many ways. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is my government. This is, this is like my elected leaders, uh, the president. I mean, Bush, I can't, he, he just went beyond bizarre. You know, I cannot understand, he said, how anyone can be an American and not believe in God. I mean, this is this is the first Bush said said said, said something like that, right? No, that was Bush the son. Okay, oh, I wasn't aware of yeah. that. I, yeah, I, I don't remember that, but but yeah, there there is a lot of that. There's a lot of sort of, um, especially during the Cold War, there was a lot of uh, you know church-state separation violations that that really got entrenched, like the the motto and the Pledge of Allegiance and. Uh, uh, National Day of Prayer was another one. Uh, I, there's there's quite a few more. Billy Graham. We can blame Billy Graham for a lot of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I uh, I've been reading some history about that. Um, I forgot the guy who wrote it, but he wrote he wrote a great book on uh, how that all got entrenched. The idea of this being a Christian country, which it never was, it isn't. Yeah, it's kind of a propaganda idea to to di- distinguish ourselves from those 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 evil evil Ruskies, the pink, yeah. pink scare and all that, which seems so silly today to me. I, the whole pink thing just is nuts. It is. I what bugs me and what is but just gnawing on me more and more is the fact that it's continuing. It's continuing. The politicians continue to say "God bless America," which the only thing that means is I'm a member of the club. And yeah, a lot of this is political sops where they're you know pandering to to various, you know, religious groups and saying, you know, I'm one of your tribe, that sort of thing. And um, I think that the tide is slowly turning where we atheists are becoming more visible and the percentage of religious people is is dropping in the United States. And I, I think that um, just just because we are starting to have more visible power and, and and have kind of sensible requests and demands, I think, of the government uh, to, to treat us well, uh, treat us like like everybody else, <laughs> uh, I think that we will um, continue to make inroads there. Um, some of these entrenched things, like the motto, uh, I don't see that going away anytime soon. Although oh, I'd yeah. love I'd love to go back to the old one because I like the old one so much better. What was that? E pluribus unum, uh, which oh. is Latin for out of many one, uh, and, uh, it, and it's and it it's sort of reflects the the melting pot idea of the United States, you know, being from lots of different cultures and things. And I I, I love that one, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, it's much more inclusive. Um, and I I agree about the pandering thing. When you have you know eighty five percent of the populace, or depending on what numbers you look at, who believe in a god. Uh, and you're a politician and you want votes, you're going to try to appeal to the biggest yeah. demographic you can. So I think that's what a lot of that is. You'd have to have politicians stand up and vote against 
you know, getting God out of the motto, and they're just not going to do that. That's political suicide, even if they agree. Yep. So we have a lot of work to do. Yeah, what I wanted to more or less just speak about was the fact that it's, it's a promoted religious bigotry. I think we all suffer from bigotry, whether it's based on skin color, body shape, body, you know, how you look, what country, you know, when you're from gender, sexual orientation, you know, even, you know, I, even I read somewhere, even people of, uh, of color, they are actually brought to view themselves as somehow less than because of just, that's the common view. And the common view for people who are atheists is you're not as good as someone who believes in God just because you don't believe in God. Well, and it's, yeah. Uh, it just, uh, it, the, the argument often is uh, you don't have a moral compass because, because you, know, you don't know right from wrong or, or whatever. There's various little sub-arguments there. And, and I do agree with you that um, we do have a lot of uh, biases and such uh, that we sort of uh, pick up from the culture and such. And trying to be aware of that and trying to... You know, yep. give give that uh, the the law the the evil eye the the the, the sense of reason uh, is a good thing. Uh, the self examination is a good thing. Um, what what I'm thinking is that just it's very easy for anyone coming to the belief that no, there's no proof. There's it's not real. It's obviously fantasy. There is no deity. No matter what you call it, there is no deity. It's it's very easy for someone like me to see myself as bad, as less than. I am not as I can never possibly be as good as someone who believes in a deity. Like uh, Christians, you know, they're number one. They've got the right deity. Then there's there's the Jews. They oh, their deity is not really quite it, but they believe in God. And yeah. we'll even include Muslims in there. They're, they, they've got a deity. It's all wrong, but they believe in God, so they're okay. And then there's the atheists. The atheists suck, man. <laughs> they're evil. Yeah. Never vote for an atheist. They'll destroy the country. Well, there's something <laughs> even more insidious, I think, and that is that um, you know, when I when I go to you know maybe address the government on a grievance or something, and there's a prayer going on, I'm going to get the this the mess the subliminal message that uh, hey, you know, I'm kind of an outsider. Um, whether or not I'm good or bad, uh, I, I might I might have a good foundation on that that I'm I'm not going to buy into. But but just being sort of uh, an outsider to our own government is is not a good thing and something that we should uh, definitely address. Some of some of the organizations I've seen out there, uh, you know, uh, supporting atheists, have made the statement or uh, presented the idea: just sit down, sit down. When they when you're ever in the position where the pledge of allegiance right. starts, just sit down. And and uh, problem is, I'm never in that position to do it. <laughs> right. Well, and then there's this issue of, uh, you know. You know do you do you want to be seen as not being patriotic, right? Because it's all it's all conflated and it's all kind of this emotional 
You know, we're, we, you've got to be part of the tribe sort of thing. Yeah. Another maybe passive-aggressive thing you can do is uh, when you do the pledge, uh, just, just skip the under God part and just keep on, keep on going. Do the yeah. original one. The original words. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've done that before. Have you? I, I've, I've thought of, like, if I was ever into a position, you know, like, because it's right before there's a pause. One nation, it gives you time to say, not. Not. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Not under God. Okay. Yeah. Well, God, you know, this religion stuff is very divisive and sticking that right in the middle of, of the, the pledge and the motto and it's this terrible stuff. Um, yeah. I don't understand how they can get away with it's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional to say in God we trust besides it being a lie. It's a lie. It's not true. Right. Some, well, the some. laws are on our side. We just need to. We need just need to, uh, you know, get get the wheels turned the right way. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a long road, and we just got to hang in there. You're right. You're right. All right, JJ. Well, thank you for your call. Thank you for taking it. All right. Hey, All right. hang in there. Keep thanks. doing it. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Let, let's queue up uh, Shelley from Northern New York next, please. So what other what other Cold War things do we are we still stuck with? Can you can you think of some others? Yeah, I was trying to think as you were going through the list. It was, you know, in God we trust on the money. Right. The national motto, uh, pledge of allegiance. Mm-hmm. That kind of covers it. I mean, with well, the National Day of Prayer. Right, okay. Was done. Uh, I know the Ten Commandments monument started springing up uh, shortly after that yeah, time. That, believe it or not, that was kind of tied to the uh, the Ten Commandments movie. Uh, they actually did that as kind of a oh. uh, kind of an advertising gimmick uh, with the Eagles and such. And okay. that's that's how Texas got theirs. <laughs> so and, and the argument was, oh well, you know, we have this juvenile delinquency problem, and and, and if we only had a moral code for people. <laughs> Isn't, they, that, isn't that lame? They see it on the. <laughs> if they see this thing on the Capitol lawn. They 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 won't go out and be juvenile delinquents. I right, guess, right. The, and and the big irony there is like, okay, let's let's break the the uh, First Amendment of the Constitution. Let's break one of the biggest laws by putting this religious thing on government property as a way of supposedly inculcating morals. Right? Is isn't that yeah. crazy? Okay, we got uh, Shelly from Northern New York on. Yep. Hey, Shelly. Welcome. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't have the video on because my computer decided to blue screen right before I came on. Oh, no. Um, Uh So it's kind of funny. You guys mentioned uh, Planned Parenthood earlier because that was kind of my topic. Okay. Um. So I, I came across an article, and I'm I'm pro-choice. But I came across the um, article is kind of satirical of like why we should defund Planned Parenthood because they talk about vaginas there and it's gross and it was kind of funny. And I shared it on Twitter, and of course that got me involved into a debate, a big battle, right? Um, with yeah, pro- unfortunately, there's too much emotion. And I could always you know maybe read part of the thread if you wanted to kind of give my background, but. Um, Oh, I was just saying. I, just I was just saying if you guys that. Had that, any like advice or like really good arguments to like deal with them and like shut down their arguments? I don't know. I you know I, I think both sides end up talking past each other. Yeah. I would I would like to reframe it personally. I would like to talk about 
who's going to be responsible for the child? And, and I think I think we need to answer that sort of question first, right? And, it, and if and if you're not willing to be the one responsible for the child, maybe you should stay out of the decision. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So that's that's my take on it. Let's let's have a conversation about that. And let, what and what can we do? What can we? You know, reducing abortion, I think, is is a, a worthy goal. Um, and that might be a way of making a bridge between those who are. Uh, so-called pro-life, um, and we're we're doing a really crappy job of that. I think, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you look at if you look at other countries and the methods they have done, there are lots of countries in Europe with with very liberal abortion laws that have much lower rates than we do, mm-hmm. and we could be there too, with with education and with changing the culture a little bit and having more of a safety net for people. Um, you know, there there are lots of things that we could do, and, and it seems like the the folks who are most mostly associated with with the sort of pro life side are, tend to be Republicans, and they tend to be, you know, these that are very squeamish about sex ed, and they're very squeamish about, you know, any sort of public funding of of contraceptives, and they're very squeamish about, you know, uh, health care for. For people who are, you know, maybe indigent or, or who need it, uh, these sorts of things, and we've had a lot of fights here in Texas even on that issue. Um, so we we are we're kind of in a bad spot, and and I and I hate to say this, but this is probably going to be the main cultural war thing for the next couple of years because the yeah. the gay marriage thing is pretty much a done deal. I, I don't think, you know, there's 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 screaming and yelling going on, but it's it's not amounting to anything. So I think that this is going to be the main thing. And, and I think that, uh, you know, uh, those who are concerned about this ought to, ought to get more involved. Um, cause I think, I think this is a pretty important issue. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's another element to, what I, was gonna say. I, th- I think there's another element that, uh, whether they admit it or not, um, there's a, there's a big element of sexual shame going on. It's, oh, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. You know, I want you to bear the burden of the consequences of your immoral behavior. And so the, the carrying the baby to term becomes a punishment for your immorality rather than, um, right. You know, looking at it as, okay, who's going to take care of this child? They, you know, uh, I think that's a huge part of it. And that, and that's a crappy way of running, running things. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's ridiculously frustrating that they're when it comes to Planned Parenthood they're only focusing on the abortion side of it when that's only a small part and like the videos that popped up were already proven to be highly doctored and yes yes um, yeah it's like a modern day witch hunt of yep. some sort it's a, a kangaroo trial on, on on this sort of thing and you know Ted Cruz in his in his speech at the Republican debate just just was spewing all sorts of lies about about this as a way of uh, advancing himself. I think a lot of folks see through him, but uh, uh, it's just sad that this has become kind of a, uh, uh, a means to advance the agenda of people who are... Um, want to control the women. <laughs> want to control women and, and, are, and are happy to do it by any unscrupulous means. You know, uh, you know, it's just just terrible. So. Yeah, that's the, that's the yeah. thing. It's this prevent abortion through any means possible. So, 
we're in this position where we can't outlaw it outright. So let's make it as difficult as we can for people to get yeah. legal abortions. So we're gonna we're gonna pass all of these laws, for, you know, yeah. saying the clinics have to jump through all these hoops so that no yeah. clinic can do it. And we're, you know, we're not going to give any government funding to it, and we're waiting periods and all these things. Yeah, right? we're going to make you know doctors do sonograms and show it to the patient and wait twenty four hours. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. so that so that people it will be such a hassle for people that they will give up and not do it. And yeah. and they admit that they say we we want to make it as difficult as possible. Yeah, and you know for you to exercise your legal rights. Um, well, it's yeah. it's been sort of proven that. Guttmacher Institute has has done studies and and they have concluded that uh, passing laws and making things more difficult is not necessarily something that uh, is not something that um, changes the the rates of abortion, right. uh, but what it does do is it makes it makes uh, abortions more dangerous for mm-hmm. women. Right. So that's that's terrible. That's uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you'd you'd think if they wanted to not have abortions, they would be okay with the contraception and stuff that Planned Parenthood provides. But nope, we're going to focus on this this fake information and try to stop you all with this really bad scientific logic because they all think that a you know six week old fetus is the same as a baby, and so it's infanticide. And yeah. Uh, well, it hurts uh, my brain trying to, because <laughs> right. I'll argue back and forth and try to like prove my point, and they just don't get it, or they put words in my mouth, or yeah, it's one of know. those things like. Don- Why do you hate science? I don't. <laughs> you mm-hmm. do apparently, though. It's one of those things like Don was saying that people end up talking past each other because they're you know they're opposed to it and um, they're it does you know it's not a rational. Uh, they came to that conclusion by examining all the facts. It's. It's there against it, and it's immoral, and God said it, and I believe it, and that settles it. So you, you really can't reason somebody out of a position that wasn't yeah. gained through reason. Yeah, and once, <laughs> once they sort of decided it's baby killing, you're, 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 it's very hard to sort of argument, argue with that because it's, it's very sort of emotional at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, do the best you can to, to make it a, a sort of a reasoned conversation. Um, you know, with our friends and these sorts of things, I, I think that's about the only thing that we can do at this point. Um, change the topic a little bit to responsibility <laughs> instead of you know who's who's so gonna... much harder to do on Twitter when you only have like 180 qu- yeah. characters. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just it's really ironic that the the people who kind of wrap up their position on their religious beliefs don't seem to have any problem lying um, in order to prevent this from happening when lying is against their religious beliefs as well. So it's it's, it's one of those... Do you, do you have an example of that, John? Well, like you were saying, Ted Cruz getting up there and just telling all these lies about what Planned Parenthood is doing. Well, what, what about bearing false witness, Ted? Right. You know, how Christian are you? Right. Um, but, he, you know, he it, it really is by any means necessary. So mm-hmm. if I have to lie to stop this from happening, then it's, you know, it's, it's, it's acceptable. Yeah. yeah. The means justify the end. Yeah. yeah. And the ends justify the means, sorry. There's just this one example where, like, even their reading comprehension tends to be really flawed. Like, they were saying um, fetus is Latin for unborn mammal, to which I continue, you know, more than eight weeks after conception, so within the first month or so, 
doesn't really count. And then they responded with, so is it a puppy between conception and fetus? Stop being dishonest. Um, and it's just like, but at conception, it has, you know, it's nothing more than a fertilized egg. So what grows depends on the DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. so, you know, w- when has a human never given birth to a puppy? I'm like, that's not what I said at all. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's called, yeah, that's called a straw man. Yeah. So we're we're sorry we we empathize with with you and and uh, you know I think that America would be a better country if we could have a, a real debate about this instead of an emotional yep. yelling war. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, anything I, else, Shelley? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just I, I end up watching the show quite a bit, like on YouTube or whatever, because I end up always getting frustrated at some sort of <laughs> religious argument, like the whole um, Satanist statue a few, like a month or so ago. Oh, right. Um, so I, I wanted to actually, like, call in for once and be like, what do you guys think I can do better here? You know, that kind of thing. I, th- um, I think you're doing great. Just keep it up. But, uh, <laughs> you know, some, sometimes you just kind of have to beat your head against the wall and move on to some, move on to yep. something else. Yeah. That works. All right, well thank you for your call, Shelley. No problem. Appreciate it. Take care. Okay. Bye. Um, let's pick uh, Ian next from West Palm Beach, Florida. Seem to be having a little more luck with the Skype this week than yeah, last yeah, week it's we, had, out. we got a we had few callers. Yeah. What are what other arguments do we have kind of in the public sphere that are just too emotional gun thing is another one that's just so emotional and and we're we're not even having any real conversation there. What what else have we got? Yeah. I don't want to don't want to get too off topic. Yeah, it seems like <laughs> most political issues are kind of fall into that category where people just get firmly entrenched in what it is they believe and mm-hmm. and don't talk rationally about it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, healthcare, gun control. Healthcare um, seems to be another one. You know, civil rights was like that, you know, in the early 60s, and people would would have knockdown dragouts about that. Then, um, you know, they don't so much anymore. So I think... There's hope. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> as we progress, people find other things to get firmly entrenched about that maybe weren't the case yeah. 50 years ago. yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, gay marriage will be like that in 50 years. It'll just be like, oh, yeah, we fought about that back then. Isn't, yeah. isn't that strange history? Well, I think we're rapidly moving to where it's a kind of a ho-hum thing. You know, it's like, okay, well, people are getting married, and it's like, well, that's that's just normal. That's Yeah. yeah. We're getting there there. So that I'm, I'm actually kind of pleased, just, just in my lifetime, how, how rapidly that whole thing has changed. Um, so, so when I was a kid, it was before the Stonewall riots, and and you know, gays were an, uh, anathema, and you know, to be persecuted, and and freaks and these sorts of things. And now, and now, uh, it's you know, it's pretty pretty normal and pretty accepted, and nobody cares, which is you know, kind of a nice nice place to be. Yeah. Um, so uh, we didn't get an answer with Ian. Uh, you know, any any of the other callers is fine. Maybe maybe Alec from Sutherland, Massachusetts, MA. Right? Yeah. Um, Sorry about that, Ian. Uh, yeah, we can try you again. So yeah, our our mechanism's a little clumsy. Uh, 
we, we have to call you, and we only have one way to do that. And, and uh, you know, down the road, we may get a, a proper phone system, but uh, it's expensive, and, you know, we're a nonprofit organization, and, and that's maybe so, not something where we want to spend our money necessarily. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're looking at ways to solutions to do voice over IP and have have a box with multiple lines like we did in the old studio. So uh, we're looking at ways of doing that that don't cost too much. But, uh, um, you know, we're always accepting donations if you want to get on the website and help with the cause. Yeah. Uh, okay, we've got um, Alex from Sutherland, Massachusetts on. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Hi, Alex. Hi, Don. Uh, hi, John. I don't know if you guys realize this. This is my third time calling, and I've talked to each of you before. <laughs> okay. We're sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, I wanted to comment on something the first caller said first about uh, God being a lousy communicator. Yeah. Uh, something that always kills me is that um, you talk to Christians, and they, they'll say, well, I talk to God every day by praying to him or something. And my response to that is, well, you know, if God talked to anybody, he might have talked to Paul, who wrote a huge portion of the Bible. And if he had just told Paul that Paul was writing the Bible instead of these letters to Rome and Corinth and place, I mean, that would have saved so many headaches for so many Bible scholars. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, yeah, there's lots of little arguments you can make there. Um, you know, oh, yeah. uh, God, God could have done so many, so many things better. <laughs> uh, he did seem to talk directly to people a lot more back then. He talked to Noah and he talked to, you know, Moses and. Right. He seems and, to fade out. Yeah. Right? He doesn't. A lot of one on one interaction very early on and a lot of, you know. More people on the earth who maybe didn't have time anymore, but. Uh, right. <laughs> Maybe he's getting diluted out or something. Okay. Uh, that was just kind of a side. Uh, the major topic I wanted to mention was this guy in Ohio who um, might have happened earlier this week, might have happened last week, but apparently uh, he, he was promoting this movie, Audacity, by uh, Ray Comfort. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he he was actually you know mentioned it to apparently at least two women who were lesbians and you know told them hey you should really watch this have you, have you guys seen it i haven't seen it i understand it has a kind of a it's very preachy preachy uh, anti-homosexual theme is that right yeah very uh-huh um, I, I, I don't know much about it beyond that. Uh, Ray, Ray Comfort's this, this, a kind of a self-promoting uh, atheist uh, apologist. Okay, this is a quote from Ray Comfort. But Audacity was produced particularly to show that Christians don't hate homosexuals. I mean, if he has to say that about the movie, think about what the movie is like. Right. <laughs> well, there's this sort of... A funny and amusing predicament that, that Christians are in right now, and that is, um, you know, we've gone from having no gay marriage to having gay marriage, and, and now all of a sudden, you know, gay people are sort of normal now, and, and they sort of have all the rights that, 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 that everybody else has, right? And, 
And now they're in this predicament where if they speak out against gays, then they look like bigots. And from our perspective, they are, um, but they don't, they are very uncomfortable with that, that idea. <laughs> and so that, that's, that may be the contortions that, that, that this movie is going through. <laughs> At least mm. that seems to be the sense of that quote that you just, you just read. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, anybody, my real point is that this guy, I mean, first he told one woman and she reported him to a manager or somebody. I'm not, the, the report wasn't, the article I read about it wasn't completely clear. Mm. But then he got called into an office and told, look, don't do this. And his oh, he response, was being, being in the face of customers in, a, in an establishment or something? No, this is just... Um, I uh, forget where the what the workplace was. It, it's in here someplace, but um, so they were coworkers, and he was they're, they're just doing coworkers, this, and he was doing this at work. Okay, yeah, uh, no, actually, apparently he was talking to her outside work when he mentioned this. Oh, um, but anyway, he this first woman did uh, told talk to a manager, and the manager said to him, "Please, please stop doing this." And his response was. Uh, he couldn't stop sharing the faith, and the manager said, it, "It's not about faith. This is about making your coworker uncomfortable." Yeah. And and then two days later, he apparently did the same thing with another woman. Okay. And have you guys seen anything by Ray Comfort? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's actually been on the show before. Uh, oh right. He, but that wasn't a... you guys. That was Matt and Russell, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm familiar with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's pretty preachy. Sure. Uh, and he's so, he's welcome to his opinion, and he's welcome to you know his, use his free speech rights and these sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, when it's a movie, but I mean, this guy is going around recommending a movie that is was produced by Ray Comfort, which is you know pretty preachy and pretty proselytizing. Yeah, well, the... you know, I think it matters a lot how that's done. I mean, if if uh, if you want to recommend a movie to a coworker, then you can mention it, and, and if they're not interested, they can say I'm not interested, and then it should be pretty much over at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's I think that's it, it, uh, fine. Okay, but, it, but this movie isn't quite as clear what it's about. I mean, it kind of sneaks up on you what's really going on because I mean, it's it's a real story. There are actors and. A storyline to it. Well, a lot of this so Christian apologetic stuff has had very, very low production quality, and uh, I can think of all sorts of movies promoting, promoting, you know, uh, no, this is creationism high production. And sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is maybe a, a more serious one. I know it's available on the internet. Um, if if folks want to check it out and look at it, yeah. um, I mean, it's not like God's not dead. It's not that high production quality, but. I mean, it's better than Ray Comfort's usual stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you but, know, he's he's welcome to produce uh, stuff, and we're welcome to criticize it. And uh, yeah, but people are, shouldn't be going around work uh, sure. promoting it, sure. especially when they get a warning. You know, don't do this. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, it's a little tricky. I think I mean, I'm not not being familiar with the story, but if he's doing it outside of work, um, I'm a little uncomfortable with the boss intervene, intervening there. Um, if it's at work, that's, you know, that's clear that that's harassment, 
workplace he only know this, knew the woman through work. Yeah. Um, it, but in but any, any case, I, I find that a lot of times Christians, especially because in this country they're the majority, think that, um, you know, they're kind of exempt from otherwise applicable rules and laws. You know, if I... If I'm the county clerk and I don't want to issue this license, well, I'm Christian, so I don't have to. But you know, but if they're if, Muslim, if boy, a Muslim, watch out. yeah, if a Muslim did <laughs> yeah. something, then that would be different. And and I see that here as well. The the person thinks that spreading his faith is more important than you know workplace decorum. So yeah, um, you know, people like that need to be disciplined appropriately. I guess. Yeah. But apparently, the guy does. He he. He says he can't stop sharing his faith, and apparently he has, you know, commented about faith, his faith, quite a bit at the workplace. And they just thought this was one step too far. It it, it is a fine line to draw. Yeah, well, I'd hate to be a manager in that sort of situation because it is yeah. it is a delicate sort of situation, and you you do want to make uh, the workplace a productive and and safe and comfortable place for everybody. Yeah, um, exactly. So thank you for your call, Alec. Okay, well, I, j- I just want to say um, that, I mean, there's sexual harassment, and we kind of know what that is, and that includes, you know, pursuit outside the workplace. And the, to me, this was like religious harassment. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, and especially if, if the uh, person said, please don't, please don't yeah. uh, you know, pursue this uh, or, or you know, these sorts of things. Um, there's okay. A, okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Alec. Let's uh, queue up Shafiq uh, in from Montreal next, please. So, have you had any uh, you know issues in your workplace from you know uh, being an atheist, or, or do, do people know? No, it really it really never comes up. People don't discuss religion or politics at work. Okay. Um, at least not, so it's a kind not of in a, circles I run in. People do their job and very professional sort of. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things you you just don't go there at work. Um, yeah, I sort of have the opposite problem. I have a lot of coworkers who are atheists, and I personally would rather not make religion a topic of conversation at work, for fear that I'll step on someone's toes. So I kind of. Yeah. I don't actually talk about that very much at work. Although, you know, if it weren't work, I would, you know, love to unpack that and explore that with these various folks. So, so it's a little bit awkward, and it's something I want to talk about, but you know, trying to be professional and trying not to. Yeah. Because I, I do have some theistic coworkers that I admire, and and they're, they're great people. I like working with them and all that. So, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to step on any toes. I would just rather keep that out of the workplace. It's not really relevant. Right. Occasionally somebody will, you know, in their little signature line on an email, they'll have a Bible quote or something like that. But that's, you know, that's not getting in somebody's face. Yeah. Um, or they might, so you know. be a gray area. But. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really have a big issue with that. Um, mm-hmm. If they come into my office and try to preach to me, that would be a completely different thing. But Yeah. When I was much younger, I worked in a job where... Somebody found out I was gay, and then they brought me a whole bunch of chick tracks oh, to, to try to convert me. And I, I, at the time, I didn't know what the heck was going on. But you know, looking at it in hindsight, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was my introduction to chick tracks. 
think, thinking that that would change everything if, change you just, everything if you just right. read the chick track. Okay. Right. Well, hope springs eternal. Right. My kids one year got, uh, when they were little, they were trick-or-treating in one of the houses instead of giving out candy, was giving out chick tracks. Oh, creepy, um, creepy. Saying how right. evil Halloween is. and that's just... Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, that's... That's an evil holiday, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves it. What, what a bunch of irony. So, uh, so we're waiting on the next caller to get queued up. Um, if you are in the Austin area, please come join us uh, at the Threadgill's North North location, and I can give that address Sorry. here. North Lamar, somewhere. Yeah, it is at uh, sixty four sixteen North Lamar. And we're going to try to get there around 6 p.m. We're going to kind of wrap up here and head on over. And we've already got a handful of folks in the audience who will be there. Um, uh, will you be going? I'll be going. Awesome. And having a Mexican martini. Okay. Um, That's a good thing. And a reminder that the Bat Cruise, another reminder the Bat Cruise is next weekend. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I know Don mentioned it earlier, but uh, it's, uh, we usually have a hundred or so people or more coming. Yeah, yeah and uh, you know, get your reservations in early so you make sure you get a spot. Yep, there's there's yep. still space available. Okay, we have uh, Shafiq on the line. Is that your name, Shafiq? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Okay, welcome. Hi. You're from Montreal, so welcome. Yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, Don and John. Um, so I don't know if you read my uh, question there. Uh, should we move? Should we move away from the discussion about the missing link on evolution? Yeah, um, yeah. I I, I fully uh, agree with that. I th- I think that that's a uh, um, an old argument that that never really got a whole lot of traction. Um, so this gets into the idea of uh, transitional fossils and whether whether there's enough fossil evidence to support evolution. Well, you know, fossils are few and far between, and sometimes we find a lot of them, and sometimes we don't, and sometimes we, you know, have gaps. Um, and um, but a much stronger evidence for evolution is is the DNA genetic evidence, and um, you know, in effect. That we can we can use DNA as a way of sort of looking back in time and seeing when things broke branched off and and these sorts of things and we and that gives us much much stronger confirmation of evolutionary theory and a mechanism by which it happens. So Darwin didn't know anything about DNA uh, when he was writing and he was sort of speculating that hey there must be something going on here um, and it turned out his you know he was mostly right about it. Um, but but since then we have all this this great evidence, um, you know things things like uh, there's there's a lot of evidence related to um, places on the Earth that are isolated and how evolution uh, behaves there differently than in larger populations where you get population breaks or or islands or um, these sorts of things. Anyway, so there's lots of different. Aspects to evolution and this whole missing link thing is, is rather silly. There is no yeah. the missing link. Yeah, I mean, not just that. Um, experimental science by its very nature um, uh, is not absolute. So there is there will always be that one missing, li- missing link for them to point to, right? 
Yeah, yeah, and and you can be very cynical and say, well, if we find a a, a fossil in between two, then we've created two more missing links. Yeah, and 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 it's sort of a it's sort of a silly silly sort of argument because there will always be be some sort of gap uh, that that isn't completely explained and. You know, um, the, but the, the evidence taken as a whole is, is very impressive. And uh, we've never found rabbits in the Cambrian, Cambrian for example, as, as uh, I forget who, who, who said that that would be a disconfirmation of evolution. Um, you know, the, so, so yeah, we should, we should move away from missing link. Um, so one thing about the previous caller, uh, not previous caller, maybe the second caller who talked about papyrus. Um, so I'm just looking at Wikipedia here. Um, the Romans, um, the Roman Empire existed around 140, 150 BC. Mm-hmm. And the Egyptian Empire, who actually invented the papyrus, were maybe 3000, 3100 BC. So... The, the Romans had papyrus longer than we have had Christianity. So to say that we they, did, they didn't have paper is like, I don't know how you can say that they haven't had right, paper right. for no, yeah, yeah. over so the, the argument years. was that, uh, yeah, that, that, that they, didn't, they didn't have enough paper to, you know. Paper, paper was, was scarce, but, uh, but if there's a God, then, then why, why would there be any scarcity? I, think <laughs> I, mean, the... I mean, even I don't think it was scarce because it was invented 3,000 years before sure. uh, the Romans. <laughs> sure. So, uh, well, yeah, There's, I don't a, there's know a very famous that. find uh, that they've found, uh, I, I don't know, 20, 20 years ago. It's called the Archimedes Palimpsest, and it's, um, it's, a, it's a book written by Archimedes uh, that was unfortunately repurposed into a liturgy by because they needed the paper and they scraped the ink off of the original no, because they didn't know what it would, what it meant <laughs> or they didn't understand its value and and it's just such a such a sad thing to have you know uh, maybe maybe not an original work of Archimedes but a, but a copy a very early copy of Archimedes you know uh, you know, actually having invented calculus, um, wow. um, you know, a thousand years before before we think it was invented, um, you know, it's just it's just kind of sad that to have such a wonderful thing turned into turned into the garbage of of a liturgy. <laughs> that's, anyway, that's such a great analogy for the entire Dark Ages. You yeah, know, of religion replacing science as as being the primary importance right, right kind of encapsulated in that one example that one example right is is very powerful uh shafiq anything else uh well that's all i had thank you very much don and john thanks for i calling. don't know if you thank know you for calling movie don john um right? my uh, my earpiece seems to not be working i'm not hearing anything Uh-oh. so it's possible that uh he's talking away and i'm not hearing him uh can you hear me now i can hear you okay Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying thank you uh, very much for taking my call. I don't have anything further. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Um, let's queue up uh, John from New York next. You hearing anything now? Is it oh, you know, so it comes good? and goes. So uh, sometimes yeah. you need to wiggle us a little bit. We have we have some some audio issues here and there. So hopefully uh, we can figure that out soon. 
Now I lost it. Now you lost <laughs> it, so I'm bumping you. Anyway, uh, science. So, so, so. Uh, I think that uh, Madeline Murray O'Hare knew about that um, and was sort of saying, "Well, you know, had had we not had religion screwing things up, we could we could have been to the moon maybe a thousand years earlier." Yeah, it's kind of an intriguing idea. What, it, it is. If, if, How would things be different if we if we knew that? Yeah. Um, um, it seems like uh, you know the practical value of of mathematics is really shows up in engineering, where we're trying to to make things. And uh, uh, anyway, oh, let's see. Did you? Oh yeah, you said get John. Yeah, we're John waiting. On the we're line. waiting on another caller. Okay, and uh, we can take a couple more calls before we wind down for today. Uh, I think uh, Matt and Tracy and Russell are at a conference this weekend, a convention. Is, isn't that right? Yeah, they are, and I'm trying to remember which one it is. Um, Apostacon, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I think it's up in Dallas or Irving, maybe? Somewhere in the Dallas area. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I've seen some photos on Facebook. And okay, so we, we can't get John. How about uh, Jose from Lima? Wow. Peruvian. Oh, cool. I'll try that. Maybe he can be our last call if we can get a hold of him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, going to conventions is really pretty awesome thing. Uh, if you, if, if our anybody in our audience has never been to a convention of any sort, um, could please consider going. Uh, going to you know uh, the American Atheists or the. Uh, Freedom from Religion Foundation, or, or any of the any of the humanist conventions, or and there's skeptical ones. There's the Amazing Meeting. There's all sorts of them now, and they really give you a big shot in the arm as far as you know your enthusiasm for atheism. You meet all sorts of interesting people. You'll make friends from yeah. around the country. Um, you know, I've I've met some friends that I've you know gone to the convention again to see, and and you know. Reunite and and make improve the friendship and these sorts of things and and you'll hear some great speakers and um, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing because we're we're all kind of used to being in the minority in any gathering we're in uh, and to just be in one place with so many other non-believers is is it's like a whole different experience you, yeah yeah you, you get to feel like you're there in the minority the majority uh yeah. and it's very comfortable comfortable very nice yeah okay so we have uh jose hello hello how are you just fine how are you uh, i'm fine uh first of all i want to say that it's a pleasure to talk with you I follow you two years ago. I hope you understand my very bad English. Well, I'm nervous today. That's okay. Well, I can see the show, but I I can only hear you. But I hope the I I hope to see the show on YouTube. But um, my question is, is it possible to prove that something does not exist? I asked you I asked you this question because William Lane Craig said that is that is possible. He said, for example. We can prove that there's not living Tyrannosaurus Rex in the face of the air. Um, we can prove that there are no Muslims in the United States. I don't know if you understand me. 
but yeah. I will I would like you uh, I would like to know your opinion about it. Okay. You want to take that? Um, I, yeah, I think in general, you know, you always hear it's impossible to prove a negative, and I, I can accept that there may be some counterexamples, but you could also say, well, all we can really say with certainty is that we haven't found any Tyrannosaurus rexes in the world. Uh, somebody could come along and say, well, you haven't looked everywhere, so how do you know that for sure? Right. Uh, at what point does the absence of evidence become ev evidence of absence? And I guess that's arguable. And if you expect to have evidence of something um, that isn't there, um, you can say that this is this is at least partial confirmation that the thing isn't there. Yeah. Um, and so you can do some of that. And so. And this comes up with respect to atheism. It's, it's like we're often put in the put in the position of trying to prove that there is no God, and um, and we're not necessarily the ones making that claim. And and I think that you're better off making the claim that we don't believe in a God, we don't know of any evidence of a God, and until such evidence is provided, we're gonna we're gonna stay that we the jury's still out, or we don't know. And we're going to we're going to you know choose to live our lives in such a way that God doesn't exist. And I think that that that, that way of dealing with the question has has a lot of traction and, and works pretty well. Yeah, to just say I you know there's no there's no reason for me to believe something until there's sufficient evidence to for me to do so. Um, okay. Well, uh, I want to say that saludos para mi amigo Rodrigo Gutierrez y este thank you very much guys. Uh, uh, okay. I don't know if Anna is still uh, on air. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, you are. I'm, I'm not sure what that meant, but uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> okay. You for that. Uh, okay. Thank you very much, guys. See thank you. you. Thank you. Well, uh, why don't we wrap it up? Uh, thank you for our callers. Uh, we're, we're running a little long. I guess I wasn't paying attention to the time, having too much fun. So thank you for uh, calling, and uh, uh, I think that uh, I think that Matt will be on next week. Um, and come join us for dinner. We're going over to Threadgills right now, and uh, hope to see you there. Thank you very much. Thank you. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired, and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love.